0: Two, it's the gimme zone right here on the Rep. Josh Elmer alongside Jackson Robottom, win number six for Tony Finau in his PGA Tour career. Last week, down at the Mexico Open, uh, Finau, I mean, anytime right now, you're beating John Rahm, not not too shabby, and uh, he was able to get that accomplished. I I don't know. Events that finish with somebody twenty four under turn me off just a little bit. But hey, that's neither here nor there. I'm not gonna water down win number six for Tony Fina. Obviously, he played uh, some tremendous golf last week, and it's it's great to see Jackson. It it's it's fantastic. And if you're not if you don't root for Tony Fina
1: in some capacity, something's wrong with you. Because I'm he is just one of the nicest dudes. I mean, very family oriented. He he loves being around you know his people and he's got you know he does a lot of good work in the golfing world and community work in Utah, and this is a guy that really cares about his game. Went out there, staved off a threatening John Rom. Not only did he beat him by three strokes overall, he beat him by one stroke in the final round. Tony Finau is a guy that when once he gets going, if he can just figure out that putter that he's working with, because that's been his big his big hold. In, in his career so far is going to be that putter because he's a fantastic driver of the golf ball. Very, very good iron player. One of the best ball strikers on the tour. He's he's just he's got the game. He, he does so well. F- fully capable of being top five, maybe even top player in the world at some point in his career. He has got that if he just keeps staying the course and working on that putting. But he did a fantastic job in Mexico this week, Josh.
0: I can't believe he's 33 years old.
1: I me mean, he doesn't he doesn't seem like it he's 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 not an old man you know he's he's the, he lives he knows how to be mature but he loves being around his kids and he knows how to have fun at the same time he doesn't seem like he's he's 33 he seems like he's still 23 in a lot of respects
0: well it does it does shine a light on the thought for me that it's it's time to win the big one isn't it i mean he's got a couple of wins this season the Cadence Bank Houston Open, the uh, Mexico Open, as we mentioned uh, last week at Vedanta, and then uh, over the course of his career, dating back to 2016, the 15-16 wraparound season, the Puerto Rico Open has uh, won at the Northern Trust. And these last couple of years, he's, he's really started figuring out how to win. That was kind of the knock, wasn't it, was that he was this, this top 10 machine or top uh, 20 machine, but didn't didn't really win a lot but dating back to uh the 2021 wraparound season the northern trust the rocket mortgage classic the 3m open and then uh the two wins this season the cadence bank and the mexico open he's won five times dating back to 2020 2021 and now it's time for one of those to say well it won't this year but the masters the pga championship the u.s open the open championship right i mean it's time to Take that next logical leap. 33 years old, he's won uh, all over the place. Time to win the big one.
1: I think I think you're going down the right track here. And he's he's just a little – he's so close. <laughs> he's so close on the way. And I'll tell you what, this PGA coming up, he's going to have a really good chance. I'm not going to pick him for a major this year. I just – I can't. Well, you, you can't until he, he does. I, yeah, I mean – I don't want to be that way because I love Tony Finau, but I, he's got to prove himself in more majors. Sure, he's got to be in contention in more majors for me to want to for me to want to get there. But I he's he might have a good shot this year at Oak Hill at the PGA. I think he'll have a good shot. I think the PGA is going to be his first one when he eventually does win it. And I think he's got a really good chance in 2024 that's going to be at Valhalla in Kentucky. That's going to be a course that that sets up very very well for him. I, I like I like his game and he is a major championship winner. He's just got to get there one time and feel it. He's got to feel it. And once he feels it, he he's going to get it. Once he wins one, he'll win 3 or 4. I'm I am purely convinced of that, Josh. And the the US Open, it would be kind of the most poetic win for him just because it's the toughest test in golf and he's had one of the toughest careers as far as just gaining the support and gaining the, the, the head of steam that you need as a golfer to be, able to, to be able to go out there and win it. So I think the U.S. Open would be the one that would solidify his, his legacy, his career on the tour. But I think that a PGA Championship would set up well for his game and that would be the first one that he wins.
0: You think PGA Championship's most likely? yes. U.S. Open most impactful, if you will.
1: Yes, that's exactly what a, I'm saying. From there. a legacy standpoint. Yes, I do.
0: So, here's his major championship history summary, courtesy of the always reliable Wikipedia page. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Wikipedia. He's, uh, he's played in 27 majors. He's made the cut 22 times, so he's uh, he's not somebody that gets in major championships no. and doesn't stick around for the weekend, right. typically. I mean, 22 out of 27 is pretty good. Yeah, that's very good. I mean, in that regard, 13 top 25s, so that's what? Let's call it half. Half of the time he's in the top 25. Ten of those top tens, five, uh, excuse me, four top five finishes, so – uh, That would be the one to where it's like, yeah, but, I mean, how many times have you really been in contention? What's four divided by 27? Exactly. I mean, it's less than
1: 20%. I mean, it's less than 20%. And The the odd one that stands out is the Open Championship, which on paper looks good, but that was the 2019 year, and that was the year that Shane Lowry run it at at, – if I could talk. Shane Lowry won it at Royal Port Rush, and he ran away with it by about four or five shots, and Tommy Fleetwood was in second. Which means that Tony Finau was still quite a bit off the pace.
0: Right, he wasn't. He wasn't about to win the tournament. No,
1: there was no. There was no way because Shane Lowry just played that well in and, Ireland. And
0: sometimes that happens at major championships oh, yeah. where you can play great, and it's just somebody's weak. They're just playing that that great.
1: Well, let's go back to 2016. Let's talk about Royal Troon, Henrik Stenson, and Phil Mickelson. I mean, you had all of these guys: J.B. Holmes, you had Andrew Johnston uh, in the mix there. Uh, but they were all playing for third, sure. Because yeah. Henrik Stenson and Phil Mickelson were out by ten at the start of round number four.
0: Yeah, that was a wild major championship. It truly, we we built it up that way at Augusta National in our most recent major championship yes. between Rom and Kepka. But truly, that one was a duel. It, it was Mickelson versus Stenson, which was kind of fun. It was,
1: and it it really brought into question. I mean, was it potentially? Um, we're going to kind of go onto our history track here before we go onto current events and topics, but I just I love talking about this. It was a matter of, was it better than the famous Duel of the Sun between Tom Watson and Jack Nicholas? That's an ongoing debate. Jack Nicholas said it was better. And so if the greatest of all time who was involved in the Duel of the Sun at Turnberry said that this duel between Henrik Stenson and Phil Mickelson at, in 2016 was better than their duel... It's hard to argue that that was not the greatest championship run in open history, maybe major history. I mean, Where do you fall on it? I fall under the category that was one of the best. That was probably the best open championship performance of all time and certainly that I will ever see. Just because I don't know if you'll from get Stinson. From Stenson. From Stenson definitely. Well, Phil Mickelson played fantastic. I mean, he if if Henrik hadn't just risen to the occasion, I mean, Phil's got Six majors now. Um, seven majors. Seven, now. seven majors now instead of six. I forget that he won the the PGA Championship at Kiowa, uh, but all that to come back and say Tony now has got to prove himself more consistently in that in that vein. And I mean, get a runner up finish. I mean, or win, or win. You know, but you you've, you've got to prove to me that you can at least battle on a final round Sunday.
0: Let's do this exercise. Fourteen point eight percent. By the way, uh, four top fives out of 27 majors is 14.8. So let's call it 15% of the time he's finished top five, which, you know, for his peak ability feels like he's left some meat on the bone. But, okay, Justin Thomas would be a name that I'd be more apt to pick to win a major championship, okay? Sure. Sure. I- any of these names right now. John Rahm, of course. Old, uh, yeah. Scheffler. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Probably still Rory, though. Man, I'm getting real close to saying that this guy's like not going to win a major I, again. It's tough because it seems to me like he's in his own head.
1: You know, he's his own head case right now. And obviously, with all the politics going on the tour, he's the one that's kind of spearheading I mean, the conversation. It's it's tough to see how he can focus on golf and the administrative side all at the same time and still go out and perform well.
0: And yet, if in the vein of dueling, if that came to pass, I would pick McIlroy to beat Finau. Yeah. Chance to go win a major championship, you know, one round to play. Sure, not right, any- wrong, or you know, indifferent. I, I would feel more confident that McIlroy would do it. Who else? I mean. So there, there's four names: Thomas, Rom, Scheffler, McIlroy. Right now, Taylor Gooch. I
1: mean, Taylor Gooch is is playing hot. I would, I would actually, you know, who I would substitute Justin Thomas with right now? I'd probably substitute him with Patrick Cantlay. I think, Ca- okay. I think Cantlay would be more inclined to win his first major than Justin Thomas is to get his next one. I really do. I don't think Justin Thomas is playing a good enough a good enough caliber of golf. Although he is an elite of elite golfers, his game right now is in a little bit of a tatter. And so I, Patrick Cantlay is in a better position right now as far as his putting and his overall game to go out and get his first major.
0: Not that the not that the recent form would indicate this, but just because we saw it last summer, Cam Smith, I mean, you're still more likely right than uh, Finau just because we've
1: seen him do it. Yeah, I would probably say his putter is just so much better. And in majors, I mean, your putting is is where you're going to make up all your ground. So Cam Smith, I would probably put in front of Tony Finau, Dustin Johnson. No, I think his game is out the door right now. I don't think that he is in a position where okay. he can win a major. I I I could I could I would not put du- I would not pick Dustin Johnson on his best day right now.
0: So and maybe we've left some names off here, but that's. If we agree, Justin Thomas, Rom, Scheffler, McIlroy, uh, Gooch, Cantley, Smith, and probably we have left some off. That's one, two, three, four, seven names before you start getting to where you're like, okay, well maybe Finau's the next guy.
1: Sure, yeah, and
0: that's just because you got to go. You know, not in the case of Cantley, but for or, or Taylor Gooch, but for a lot of these guys, because you got to show us you can go win one of these things. That's true, and you know, you know who
1: else I would put in front of them as well right now, Tommy Fleetwood. I really would. I mean, look at what he's done in majors. I've got a
0: soft spot for Fleetwood, too. I feel like he's going to win one of these.
1: He's got to. I mean, he, he has to win a major in his career. I mean, it would be criminal if he didn't. Look, I mean, he has performed so well in majors, particularly on Saturday and Sunday. Sometimes those Thursday and Friday rounds are what get to him. But he's a guy that can really handle the pressure as well as anybody. And so, Tommy Fleetwood's a guy I would put up there, too, man. It's it's tough. I love Tony Finau. I want to pick him so bad because he's one of my favorite guys on the tour. I mean, let's just be real. He's just a good guy, and
0: you want to root for him so bad. Well, speaking of Tony Finau, the good guy. So he he wins the Mexico Open. He beats out world number one John Rahm. Which, if you've uh, been paying any sort of attention to golf, you understand the Masters champion right now. Pretty hard to beat John Rahm in a golf tournament. Uh, he takes home $1.4 million, wins the tournament, Finau. And then he spends the night. Uh, here's Popliano's tweet. He's out caddying for his kids at the local par-3 course. <laughs> I mean, that's he's the such kind a, of guy that Finau is. He's such a good guy. Oh, my word, you
1: can't not like the man. I hope he's so happy. I really do. I mean, he's just one of the nicest dudes. I would love to just go and have a meal with him and just talk with him. Like, I would, he I don't know if he would be in, like, my dream like golfing foursome, but man, I would love to sit down and have a conversation with him. Just pick his brain, and just go on about you know life. I could have a conversation with life about with him. It's he's such he's so fun to just watch and. He's so personable. I mean, he's a, he's a big teddy bear, is what he looks like. It's great.
0: Got a wonderful family. The the picture of him holding the the trophy down at the Mexico Open with uh, his wife and family's uh, pretty awesome. He got a full household.
1: It looks like. Oh, certainly. He got five five kids. I think is uh, what he's got.
0: That's pretty awesome. Yes, that's, that's good stuff. Uh, well, okay, so we kicked this around a little bit. How serious of a factor? You, you know me. It's like if you win one event, okay. Well, how serious of a factor are they at this uh, PGA Championship?
1: So, I would say it's going to be at the, the PGA Championship. This year is going to be at Oak is going to be at Oak Hill. I would say Tony. I mean, he's probably high B tier. I mean, he's going to be up there. Like, he could easily – I'm not even going to say he's going to be dark horse caliber because I think he'll be a little bit above that because he went out and shot 24-under down in Mexico, regardless of how easy the golf course is, which I don't know. I'm not familiar with it all that well. It's it's tough to say that his game is not in good shape because he did go out and shoot 24-under. He's going to be one of the guys definitely to watch, keep an eye on. Whether or not you pick him as a favorite is going to be entirely on you. I wouldn't – fault anybody for picking him as a favorite i wouldn't blame anybody for not and so he's going to be high b tier for me i would definitely think if he's in the mix after two days i would i would put a little bit of money on him if i were a gambling man i certainly would
0: my only complaint about this uh, upcoming pga championship from oak hill up in rochester new york i wish it was like two months later the weather. I mean, it's gonna be too nice. It's gonna be too nice. Mm, well, or, we, or three months later. We got spoiled at Southern. We
1: got four different. We got four seasons in four days. I know, and I year. love
0: when major championships play out like that. Yes,
1: I mean that Saturday was just brutal. I mean, they had a hot Thursday, they had a windy Friday, and then they had a cold Saturday. It was. It was. It was a great test. test. It was a great test of golf, and so, I mean, kudos to Justin Thomas for 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 reeling that one in. I mean, he genuinely just battled the best.
0: And thank you, Mito Pereira, for handing it to Justin Thomas. Nah, let's let's
1: try and let him get past that. He that lives with him. If he for some reason is listening to the show, oh, he listens every week. Oh yeah, but let's let's let him get past that. We understand it was a poor decision. He knows it was a poor decision. I'm a big fan, Mito. I'm yes, just, I'm
0: just I'm just playing around, man. Just playing around. I've got nothing but love for you. Sure. But late, late. Summer or like early fall in New York would be awesome for the PGA Championship. Just where it's nasty and well, and maybe that'll happen. I, I I don't know. You know. I mean, it's uh, mid May, so it's not guaranteed that it's going to be. 95 degrees and and sunny or whatever in new york we've got a pga tour event by the way going on right now the wells fargo championship what does the leaderboard look like and what can you take out of this week speaking of folks that you know you win this uh pga tour event and then all of a sudden two weeks away from the pga championship in the aforementioned uh rochester of new york who wins this event And what does it mean for the PGA Championship? We'll discuss next. And Grant Hirschman from uh, former Oklahoma Sooners set to join us in just a little bit right here. It's the Gimme Zone on the Ref. Hope everybody's having a great Saturday out there. It's the Gimme Zone right here on the Ref. Josh Elmer alongside Jackson Rowbottom talking everything in the world of golf from the PGA Tour to the Live Tour to uh, everything going on coming up at Jimmy Austin. Not too awfully long from now, both with the Norman Regional for a red-hot Oklahoma Sooners bunch back-to-back Big 12 champions, and then we've got, uh, well, it's sneaking up on us now. It feels like we've been talking about the Compliance Solutions Championship at Jimmy Austin for, because we have, uh, dating back to February for a couple of months now, but all of a sudden that mid-June date, the Compliance Solutions Championship Corn Ferry Tour event Coming to Jimmy Austin, it's it's sneaking up on us. It's not too far away uh, anymore. Plus, we got the, uh, the live tour coming to Tulsa next week from Cedar Ridge. That's going to be a ton of fun. So we spent last segment talking about Tony Finau and, well, a, a, a lot of topics. We jumped around a little bit. We stretched our legs. But Tony Finau and his win at the Mexico Open on the PGA Tour and how serious of a factor is he with the PGA Championship right around the corner. How about this leaderboard right now up in Charlotte, North Carolina, the Wells Fargo Championship, Terrell Hatton, Nate Lashley, Wyndham Clark. They are uh, that trio tied atop the board, Uh, different routes for each, actually, on the scorecard to get there, 69-65 for Terrell Hatton, 68-66 for Lashley and Wyndham Clark, identical 67s that uh, he has carded on the first two days to get to that eight-under number. And then uh, some names that folks will recognize and know. Xander Shoffley, seven-under par. Speak of the devil, uh, we were just talking about Justin Thomas. He is seven-under par. I feel like Adam Scott every week is kind of lurking around some of these boards more than uh, maybe the last three, four years for Adam Scott. Is he quietly turning his game around?
1: I I hope so,
0: and it's going to boil
1: down to his putter. I mean, that dude goes through so many putter changes. I mean, you look at his putter and his putting style, and you're basically screaming, hey, I've had problems with putting for the last 20 years, and that's why I haven't been winning. And so I love Adam Scott. I mean, he's got the – I mean, he's got a swing out of a – I mean, if you're going to study a golf swing, why wouldn't you pick apart Adam Scott's? So, it, I mean, he's – man, he's – Gotta be quietly lurking. If he can if he can figure out that putter in any capacity, remember he's a major champion, won the twenty thirteen uh, Masters. He so he's a guy who knows how to go out and win. He's got several PGA tour wins to his credit. Why wouldn't he be stalking? That's definitely a name you gotta you gotta keep an eye on up the leaderboard today.
0: Is he the uh he was the first Aussie to get a green jacket? Is he the only Aussie to get a green jacket I think I think so because obviously Greg Norman
1: had his fair share of collapses at at Augusta I would venture to say yes I think he is the only Aussie
0: let's see became I, I yeah I knew he would I knew he became the first Australian to win the Masters I'm I, trying to think I'm trying to think who else uh from Australia has been in the mix but uh, at any uh, rate, right, that uh, was a long time ago. 2013, now, 10 and, years. And I would have thought at that particular juncture that he was about to, to rip off a couple more majors, and then it, uh, it just never really materialized in the years to follow because of, again, what you talked about, that putter way, way too inconsistent. Very
1: inconsistent, and he's, he messes around too much moving from thing to thing. His game, tee to green, is fantastic year after year. I mean, he's just that good but that putter i mean he's constantly in the in the lower echelon of putters just he has no consistency with it so that's going to be something he's going to have to to work on in in future future tournaments future seasons for him
0: other notable names right now toward the top of the leaderboard at the Wells Fargo as they are just getting underway here on moving day victor Hovland, he is uh, he has moved to 6 under par for the championship he's uh, four under today so he is he's got a cooking early in round number three on moving day tommy fleetwood uh, talked about him he's six under par through his first two rounds that's uh good enough for right there back uh back portion of the top 10 of the leaderboard right now gary woodland a former u.s open champion is five under par max homa is uh five under par so he continues to play good golf and let's see any other names that folks would uh would recognize Taylor Moore, recent PGA Tour champion, had him on the show uh, not too awfully far back. He is four under par, and Tony Finau, the man that won last week, is uh, three under par, as is one Mr. Ricky Fowler.
1: All right, and by the way, uh, my mother who is listening to the show did us a favor and looked it up. Uh, Adam Scott is the only golfer. Uh, from Australia to have won the Masters. Ah! My, my, thank you to my mother for looking that up. She's a stock- show researcher. Yeah, show researcher. She does. She listens all the time. Patrick Cantlay, a uh, very good name. Keegan Bradley starting to get up there. Uh, but it shocks me. I mean, Nate Lashley and Wyndham Clark coming out here and playing that well of a golf in in an elevated event against some of the best players on the planet. I mean, that is that's impressive. Those guys because they're not names you, you're nor- you're used to seeing. That high on the leaderboard and fields this deep. Are, I mean, let's just be real about that.
0: Anybody in particular that catches your eye toward the top of the leaderboard or, or lurking here at the Wells Fargo right now?
1: Uh, so, certainly Xander Shoffley. I mean, he's one off the lead. His, his active streak of making cuts is still intact as far as yeah, I how know. How many has he made in a row? Oh, that's a good question. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, it's somewhere in the ballpark of, I wanna say twenty or twenty one cuts made now. So he's really coming in, he's really coming in strong. But certainly Xander Shoffley and Max Homa is another name that I think could perform very well here, Quail Hollow. But as far I mean, I don't I'm not the biggest fan of Tyrrell Hatton personally, but his game suits Quail Hollow so well. I mean, if you look, I think If you look at his strokes gained, Tee to green, I would venture to say he's probably top five constantly. And his putter is probably what's woken up here. And he's doing a fair job, Tee to green. He's doing a fair job on the approach. Scrambling's probably going well. I mean, he's just not a whole lot of weaknesses for him. This is a golf course that's going to suit his eye very, very well.
0: So here's your – this is kind of an interesting list to dissect. Consecutive cuts list uh, via – NBC Sports, the aforementioned Xander Shoffley, 23 in a row. So, yeah, things are going well. Yes. Victor Hovland and Adam Scott, 16 in a row. Oh, hey now. Some other names uh, that would be notable for you, Cam Young uh, ties that mark with 16 in a row. Scotty Scheffler, 14 in a row. The uh, winner last week, Tony Finau, 12 in a row. Don't look now, Mister Miss a cut every other week himself. Ricky Fowler's made eleven cuts in a row. Good for him. That's how you know he's
1: turning his game around. I mean, he's just in. He's he's in it. I mean, week after week, right now, eleven straight weeks. That's that's three months. That's three months of making every cut. Jason Day Jason, eight in a row. Yep, he's turning it around. Patrick Cantlay, he's starting to pick it back up. Seven seven consecutive cuts made for him. So man, I mean you, you got to figure Z- Xander Shoffley's due. That's my thing. Xander Shoffley is absolutely due for a win. Whether it's come from behind or whether you pull out in front today and you're leading after 54, he is just due for a win. I mean, what more can you say about the guy? His game is that consistent. He just hasn't won recently. It's, it's, I've never seen a golfer play as well as Xander Shoffley has and not win.
0: It's uh,
1: in outside some of Tony Finau, Well, well, no, because well, no, Tony Finau just won. I, I know, I, mean, I know. I'm, I'm joking. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, he he breaks my heart because I love watching him play. He's got such great form. He's he's got to win it. I mean, I I I'm just gonna say it right now. Xander Shoffley's gonna be my pick. I mean, it's it's his time. I can feel it. I can feel it. I hope he doesn't break my heart again, Josh.
0: How about a Justin Thomas right there, one shot off the lead? I think it'd be kind of a fun little storyline if he won this event just because the PGA Championship's so close, and it would be, it would be eight years in a row if uh, Justin Thomas wins this week that he's won on the PGA Tour, which, speaking of streaks and consecutive winning streaks, I mean, that uh, Dustin Johnson streak, obviously, right, came to a close. So I would think, I mean, that's got to be right toward the top of the list of consecutive years winning on the Tour. Rory McIlroy, I'm guessing, probably still has an active streak. I don't know that there's been a pause of uh, a year where he didn't at least win one event on the PGA Tour. Now he's in a miserable stretch trying to capture a major. But all the while, he's won on uh, the PGA Tour at least once, I think. Though uh, I can do some digging on that. But, I mean, that's pretty remarkable for – uh, for Justin Thomas, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven years in a row, he's won on the PGA Tour, and uh, yeah, when I mean obviously this would be eight years in a row, so and it would set up to where he's the defending champion at the PGA Championship, and you're going to the PGA Championship would would be kind of a nice little storyline.
1: It would be a good storyline, and I I think. Tiger and Jack have tied records. I think Tiger might just be a little bit out in front, but I think Tiger had 14 straight years. I think is, is I think is That's the record. Amazing. I mean, it's impri- I mean, it's so it's so incredible. But it's gonna be up there because it's tough to win year after year after year after year after year after year. <laughs> I mean, for for I mean, going on for a solid you're closing in on nearly a decade on the right. tour, and you've won every year that you're on. I mean, how impressive would that be? I mean, that's hallowed ground. That's unique territory for anybody. And going back to it, Justin Thomas may may make me eat my words for what I said about not necessarily picking him for a major. I would take Patrick Cantlay because he's seven under after two rounds going into his third. I, I may have to eat my words, but until he until he proves me wrong. Until he proves me he wrong. He ain't won yet. He ain't won yet. Until he proves me wrong and Patrick Cantlay is officially out of this tournament, I will uh, – I will reserve the hold right. To, I will hold steadfast in my Patrick Can'tley, uh, my Patrick Can'tley belief.
0: We're due a break. Grant Hirschman, former Oklahoma Sooner, current Corn Fairy Tour member, uh, current Corn Fairy Tour star. Mister Grant Hirschman, joins us next, right here. It's the Gimme Zone on the Ref. It is the Gimme Zone. Josh Elmer with you. Joined now by former Sooner. Current Corn Ferry Tour golfer, Mr. Grant Hirschman, is in the house with us. Grant, thank you so much for joining us. How are we doing?
2: Yeah, of course. Anytime. I'm uh, doing well. Just enjoying a week off now before our season kind of kicks back up and gets rolling for uh, several weeks in a row. Well, what uh, does the schedule ahead look like for you? I know we've got uh,
0: a Corn Ferry Tour event coming to Norman, Oklahoma, which uh Be curious to get your thoughts on that, but just the the upcoming schedule. I know you said week off right now. Where are you at with the schedule? What does the next couple of weeks and months
2: look like for you? We've, uh, We've played nine events so far this season. We have this week and next week off, and then we play seven weeks in a row with a week off and then seven weeks in a row after that. So we're about to hit it basically 14 out of the next 15 weeks coming up.
0: Well, it it looks like just kind of going back through some of the results from this season, and you tell me, Grant, uh, up and down I think is maybe a a fair descriptor, but at times some really, really good golf. Just how would you characterize your season in
2: 2023 so far? Yeah, it's been been very up and down. I had three really solid weeks in a row where I was just kind of maybe nine holes away from piecing together a a really good tournament. And then the last few weeks I just – couldn't quite get enough going Thursday, Friday, and, and missed a few cuts in a row. But overall, the, the game's in good shape. I'm playing well, just kind of staying patient and waiting for some waiting for my time. Well, you say the game's in a good place. So, uh, what do you like about the game right now? What's working for you, Grant? I've been I've been hitting it a lot better than I than I did in the previ- previous few seasons. I've kind of gotten the the ball striking back into a very nice, consistent and which is kind of all you can ask for in this crazy sport but overall ball, ball striking is trending in a good direction so
0: the advent health championship just uh, a couple of weeks out from kansas city
2: missouri w- what do you know about the advent health championship um it's it's a good good spot a lot a lot of good barbecue there the golf course is good unfortunately we've had a lot of rain there in years past so hopefully we can have a little bit drier week but Looking forward to it. It's usually some long Kansas rough for us there. So um, I'm looking forward to getting there.
0: Well, just take me through how life has, has treated, treated you professionally and obviously uh, an incredible career while at the University of Oklahoma. And now you've gone on to uh, professional golf. So just how are things going for you You know,
2: personally, professionally? How's life treating you post-Oklahoma? It's been good. Obviously, uh, playing golf at at Oklahoma was a little bit easier when you're uh, traveling with a team and your coach just tells you where to go and what time to be ready and where dinner's at. And then all of a sudden you turn pro and your schedule's all on your own and you travel alone and you got to figure out a rental car and hotel for the week. But uh, that was just a transition of a couple months kind of getting used to that. But overall, life's been good. It's now my fifth season on the corn ferry tour and I, I got on right out of college so really really no complaints just kind of you it's a it's a long season so you can't get too too impatient I've, I've learned that 26 weeks this year so 26 events that's that's just a lot of golf and all it takes is a few good ones to to turn around a season what what are
0: some of the big adjustments it's almost like You don't know what life is like in college, right, until you leave home and go to college. And I would imagine, I don't know, maybe there's some correlations uh, going into the workforce and then going into professional golf. But what what have been some of the biggest adjustments over the last couple of years for you going
2: from collegiate golf to being a professional? I would just say it's it's trying to find comfort and stability with being on the road because in collegiate golf, we're we're very busy but it's usually you you play a tournament and then you get to go home for a week or a few days and and pro golf you're out on the road and you really don't go back home i mean a lot of guys we spend at least 4 or 5 weeks in a row without ever going back home so it's just trying to find kind of comfort and stability on the road whether it's finding restaurants eating cleaner getting a nice routine with your trainer back at home so you can keep your body in shape and not get hurt on the road it's just it's a lot of time management and just finding finding stability for you talking with grant
0: hirschman of the corn fairy tour obviously of previous oklahoma sooners fame as well well even just listening to you break down uh, the advent health championship a little bit for us you're familiar with the track in in kansas city and maybe weather didn't oblige in years past but you you've been around the block so to speak what type of advantage is that now that you've been on the corn Ferry tour for
2: a couple of seasons you've seen some of these golf courses what what does that do for you Uh, i think it's the advantage of i'm able to take monday tuesday wednesday a little bit lighter than than some guys i've played these golf courses before i've dealt with the different wind directions the different weather so i mean there's kind of i know exactly what can get thrown at me week to week on these golf courses so it makes my prep work monday to wednesday a little bit lighter i'm able to just play nine holes instead of having to play eighteen holes, which in a a stretch of several weeks in a row can can save you a lot of energy.
0: What do you think about the Corn Fairy Tour? I know we're we're going, you know, several uh, weeks, uh, a month or so, or a couple of months into the future here. But what do you think about the Corn Fairy Tour coming to Jimmy Austin?
2: Oh, it's it's gonna be sweet. I I love Jimmy Austin, o- Oklahoma. Loves golf. It has so much great golf. So I'm really happy for us to finally get a a corn ferry event in the state, and even better yet, at a at a place where I spent four years of my life playing college golf. So I, I can't wait for it. I I think we're gonna have a lot of Sooners out there uh, cheering us on. Well, and I would imagine it's
0: it's going to feel a little bit like a full circle moment for you. It's you know here's where some of my formative golf years were, and and here I am competing, in, you know, in a professional setting. We've been singing the praises about the Corn the Ferry Tour for you know folks driving around on the weekends that just don't quite know the, the level of professional golfer on the Corn Ferry Tour. But, Grant, obviously you've seen it uh, up close and personal for an extended period of time now. What are fans going to get treated to when uh, when the Corn Ferry Tour comes to Jimmy Austin?
2: Uh, I think it's really unique because... Our talent level, we're very, very close to the PGA Tour. I mean, a lot of us are pretty much interchangeable. The talent level gets better and better in every year. So you're able to get up and, up and close to a lot of the kind of the upcoming stars of the PGA Tour. And you don't have to deal with the crowds that you get at big PGA Tour events and the talent levels there. So you get to see some really, really good golf with, with just, I mean, not crazy crowds. So it's I think it's really special for a spectator or fan to go out who really loves golf because you're just right there. And you and you get all in. Do you get to keep
0: tabs much at all? I know you're you're busy and you're training and uh you're always getting ready for that, that next event, but do you get to keep tabs on Coach Hibbles bunch and the fact that they got a, a Norman regional coming up?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, I saw regionals came out yesterday and they're the two seed there. So yeah, we uh there's a bunch of Sooners on Corn Ferry with me this year, so we all keep keep very Keep close watch on them, and we were, we were keeping a close watch when they were at the Big 12 Championship a couple weeks ago as well, and pulled that off. So we're all we're all proud alums. What is that Sooner Bond like out there on the
0: the Corn Fairy Tour? I mean, that has to be one of the cool pieces of the puzzle too. Is just how many of this program continue to go on and have professional success. What is that like to be a part of?
2: Yeah, it's it's really neat because you get guys that you learned a lot with, or Or just kind of grew a lot with in college and now we're all out on our own and we're able to still travel together a lot of us will do airbnbs together and just do three or four of us together and and it's just really nice i mean it makes it you have your buddies on your road a lot of them are my best friends so we get to play practice rounds and also we can hold each other accountable i mean we we know each other's games they know my golf swing too so that that plays a big part is we we just try to have as much fun as we can on the road and it's fortunate to have so many guys that you played college golf with have success in professional golf.
0: Are there a couple of moments so far from, from your professional
2: career that that really stand out for you? Yeah, there's, there's, there's definitely a few. I've, I've played two PGA tour events and I had good, pretty good finishes in both of those. So those definitely both stand out with knowing that my game's good enough to compete on the next level. And then just, yeah, a, a few events here and there throughout the seasons. I like I think I'm almost up to 100 career events on Corn Ferry. But, yes, uh, I would say uh, two events on the PGA Tour are, are some of my better memories so far.
0: Well, and do you have a sense of, okay, I, I'm, I'm here. I can turn this corner and be, be a, a PGA Tour member. I mean, where do you feel like you're at in
2: in that part of your career? i feel like i'm definitely ready my game's ready it's just it's just a kind of about trusting the process and being patient no one ever plays good golf because they're wishing it and willing it into the hole as much as they can it's usually because your game's in the right spot you're in a good mental game and you just got to have all the pieces fall in the, the right spot and play good golf
0: anybody cool that you've met on the court fairy tour that uh you've Struck up a friendship with that you didn't know before the Corn Ferry tour.
2: Ooh, that that's a tough one because there's a there's a ton of guys. I mean, a, a lot of my close friends are, are guys I play with on on Corn Ferry. Um, I if I listed a few off the top of my head right now, I know I'd be be leaving out some others. But yeah, most of the guys I'm I'm really good good friends with. Well, Grant,
0: we really appreciate your time man. so when uh when will you get into uh
2: into Norman, Oklahoma for the event down here at Jimmy? I'll get in the uh you, probably the Sunday night before, so the tournament week will will start up on Monday and I'll get in the night before and And hopefully, in the meantime, we're talking about a, a couple of victories
0: along the way. You're just you're coming in here ready to make it a, a victory parade. but Grant, we really appreciate your time for us here on the Gimme zone. Best of luck uh, in the next coming weeks, and we
2: we can't wait to see you down uh,
0: back here at home uh, at Jimmy Austin.
2: Great. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to building some momentum and ready to get it hot down there in Norman. One final time back to put a bow tie on it.
0: Big thank you to Grant Hirschman. Best of luck uh, to Grant as he looks to track down some Ws, get uh, into form as the Corn Fairy Tour starts heading toward Norman, been a fun, fun show today. Appreciate Taylor Gooch joining us right off the top as well. Tyler Wood- Woodward, the GM out at Jimmy Austin. So you you have shared with us your pick this week for the Wells Fargo is
1: Xander Shoffley. I think it's his time. He's got to come out here. He's got to do it. It's his. It's 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 long overdue. I I will take much to what Brian was. Uh, teasing you about with you you taking Rory McIlroy week after week after week, I will probably end up taking Xander Shoffley week after week after week, so long as he's in contention because it's only a matter of time and one of these times I will be right. <laughs> that's my eventually. That's
0: my that's my thought process behind it. Well, it is uh, shaping up to be pretty exciting. I- I'm going to take go figure Justin Thomas here. I think that uh, he wins this event and all of a sudden we got some. Uh, Well, we've got him continuing his win streak on the PGA Tour, but we got a little steam behind that title defense at the PGA Championship as well. That's going to do it for us. Everybody have a great weekend. Uh, Thank you to show researcher, your mom, Jackson. Appreciate uh, her help this hour as well. For Taylor Gooch, for Tyler Woodward, for Grant Hirschman, and for Jackson and Brian, I'm Josh Elmer saying Oklahoma, planet Earth. Have a great weekend. We'll do it uh, again one week from now. So long, everybody.